Uh, all right, Zach, let's address something. What's that? You have an addiction. I don't have an addiction. You, you, okay. I'm not. Look, I'll, I'll reel it back. I'll, I'll, I'll reel it back in, and I won't call it a problem, but I am going to call it an addiction. You have an addiction. Why let's, is let's, it an addiction? Because, well, how is it not an addiction? Like your, your level of what you're doing right now is the same level of me with G Fuel. It's an addiction. I'm an addict. Okay, so I can spot another addict. <laughs> you, you can't get this past me. <laughs> Welcome in to Lighthearted Gamers, episode 69. Uh, my name is Alex Light with Sparky3. Hopefully you're having a phenomenal day today, whatever day you're listening to this podcast or perhaps watching this podcast at our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Sparky3. I'm really excited for this episode just because we do have a little announcement that we've been teasing for the past two episodes now, a little in-house announcement we're going to talk about here in a moment. Uh, but first, allow me to introduce my good friend here. I do have Zach in studio. Zach, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm ready to get this over with and go forward see where this goes. I could not agree more. I'm ready to get this over with as well, see what the future's going to hold, as well as we're going on another break. Merry Christmas, everyone. We are going to be on a break for Christmas. Uh, episode 70 will come out January 4th, I believe was the day. Yeah, that's a Tuesday. Yeah, January 4th. So that's when episode seven come out. You know, hopefully everyone has a wonderful holiday season uh, with your family, friends, or whoever you're going to spend it with. Um, I guess I should, we should just go ahead and jump to the announcement real quick. Go ahead and get that out of the way, right? Sure. Because that kind of infects every other plug going forward. Let me just go ahead and cut the music. I mean, sure. Let's go ahead and cut the music there. Uh, all right, so we do have a little announcement. I'm really excited for it, but you as the listener, you're probably just going to be like, oh, that's cool. Anyway, what's the news? Like, you're not going to really give a shit, but I'm really excited for this. I really am. Um, so, Lighthearted Gamers, episode 69 is the final episode of lighthearted gamers. So remember back in the early episodes when Nick was still around, he's just like sixty nine and we're dead. Yep, we're dead at sixty nine. Yep. Shout out to Zach for remembering that joke because if it was not for that, that's probably not when it would have ended. <laughs> Zach remembered that joke. He's just like, why not end it at sixty nine because of that? I'm like, oh, that's actually really funny. Coming full circle. Uh, no, lighthearted gamers is officially done with episode 69, but obviously I just said when 70's coming out, so the show's not over, we're just doing a rebrand. We are re changing the name of this show, going away from the lighthearted name completely. Like This is a complete name change. Uh, the new name for the show going forward, uh, and in my opinion, for probably years to come, because the way that I feel towards this name is the same way that I feel towards Animan Plus, where I think it's just genuinely a very good name, a good name to be for, for branding, for us to build on for years to come. Uh, and that name will be uh, GameStetic. Uh, GameStetic will be the new name of the show, starting with episode 70. Uh, I will be tr changing the uh, trans the RSS feed for this show. I'll be updating the Twitter handle to GameStetic Pod. GameStetic was taken, but it's not actually there. Because I looked it up, it's apparently banned. It's what? Like, yeah, whoever had the name GameStetic it is completely just a banned account. So I was like, swipe. Yeah, so I can't take it. I can't take it. I'm very upset about that. So GameStetic Pod will be the name. Then uh, it'll be down in the description below, as well as on the screen if you're viewing this on YouTube. Uh, now the reason why I, I feel so good about the announcement here is just because like, lighthearted is a good podcast name. Fun fact, there's another podcast called Lighthearts about lighthouses. Go listen to it. Um, Lighthearts is a good podcast name. The logo that we had was a good logo. It's still one of my favorite ones that I've ever made personally. But the problem is, the problem with that show, and we addressed this at the time, it was not good for the show that we were. 
Okay, if you're just scrolling through like a podcast, you know, catalog and you see that, you're not going to know what the show is going to bring for you. You know what I mean? So whenever we wanted to change the name, we debated at the time, do we want to go with a complete change or a soft change? We opted for the soft change. We took away the movie TV stuff, which obviously came to birth as talking about movies and stuff later. Uh, And we just wanted to be a strictly video game podcast. And again, with the soft change, we just opted to go lighthearted gamers and just see if it would stick with us and ultimately... No. Yeah, neither of us have been really filling the name. We sort of ran with it just so we got that extra thing so people would definitely know what we were talking about, but neither of us were entirely happy with them. Yeah, so you know, here recently, uh, we, me, uh, Zach, and John as well went to the drawing board to come up with a new name. We had a couple different names that we kind of came down to, and I will actually say one of the names, the runner-up name, has one of the best logos that will never see the light of day. I'm going to be honest. It is one of my favorite logos I've ever made, but that 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 will, will never see the light of day. I mean, you can always just throw it on Twitter. I could. Just like, hey, look at this. Isn't this cool? Uh, but no, Game Aesthetic, man. I'm really excited for it. I do genuinely believe that it's going to be a great name for branding for years to come. It's the gold flag, as Nick used to call things. It is the gold flag, in my opinion. Uh, and the reason why I feel like it was important to actually talk about this is it's just for the people that come into this show every single week and has been following us for a long time, it's good for you guys to know exactly where we are f- coming from on this. Uh, and I know one question that I know some people is going to have, because I've already actually been asked this question by people that I personally know that I've told the announcement to already is why not start from scratch why not start at episode one okay new RSS feed whatever because I've had people point out hey you did that with Animan you know we went from Animan did eight episodes and then did Animan plus with episode one and I deleted Animan well for the first off Animan was a terrible show flat out <laughs> I mean Animan we literally, literally had to be scrapped and recycled yes yeah, so that was just a bad show i don't think everything we've done in the past is bad i think it's i think it's some bad quality at times you know we've grown a lot in terms of quality uh, over the past 69 episodes but the other reasons is number one this show at the end of the day is a weekly show okay 80% of our content is going to be weekly news and updates while the other 20% is going to be like our game reviews you're not going to have a lot of value to go back and listen to lighthearted 23 or lighthearted gamers 44 like you're just not there are some value with older episodes like when you know I talked about trash of us part two when Zach talked about humankind when the boys talked about biomute when John talked about tells for us those segments of older episodes have value but for the most part a majority of the content doesn't I still want to acknowledge our history and where we came from with the pre with these previous 69 episodes and plus i don't really want to start from scratch because we have actually started to feel progress like really good progress with this show because we've actually been reached out for sponsors on a few different occasions now ultimately we didn't get the sponsors for a few different reasons that i'm not going to go into on the podcast but we're making progress that's the bottom line and i don't want to sh- i don't want to nuke the progress that we we're starting to get you know it's just it's bad business in my opinion so i mean transistor.fm uh, who we uh, go through with our subscription where we put the show on all platforms is a absolutely wonderful company to work with uh, and it is a super easy process just to rename the feed anyway so when when it goes on later and you, you like so, let's say someone tried to actually look up one of the old feeds including lighthearted if someone just tries to look up our lighthearted feed it's just going to redirect them to the new one you know, Transistor is a wonderful company to work with, so it makes it super easy for name changes. Um, so, like I said, I'm just really pumped for it. I think it's an absolutely phenomenal name of where we're just going to, you know, talk about everything that is video games and just, uh, you know, talk about just the beauty that is video games, essentially. And I uh, can't wait to start it with episode 70. Uh, with 70, there is actually another announcement with that. Starting with episode 70, uh, John is going to be a week-to-week co-host here on the show. He is not here. 
Uh, he is, he's been under the weather recently. What I had the past week, whatever, John's now got. He didn't get it from me. I haven't seen the dude in a few weeks, besides when we had to see No Way Home. But he's, I was about to say. Besides even, that. Even when you were out that one episode, I was the one here. He was doing it from <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And and that's also why John, you know, is going to be more involved as well is because uh, he's able to do things remote and have phenomenal quality. If you guys listen, what was that? 67, I think. Yeah. 67. His quality, it literally sounded like the dude was in the room. Besides a couple of moments, which unfortunately one of the moments was actually the intro that I picked out where his mic kind of cut out when he was trying to say Mass Effect. Did you notice that? Yeah. Besides little stuff like that, his, his quality is phenomenal being remote with the equipment that we got him. So I'm really excited for that as well. So going forward, episode 70, there will be three set co-hosts on the show. Sometimes John will be in studio. Sometimes he'll be remote. We'll see. And it's actually the same thing with Zach. Zach is always pretty much here, but he actually has the same equipment now as, as John. So if, if you ever wanted to do it remote, you could. But I know you don't give a fuck either yeah. way. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, you, you live five minutes from me. You don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, makes not a difference to me. Exactly. Uh, we may actually have a fourth co-host, too, which is really cool. Uh, Jared, who was on Lighthearted Gamers episode 50, I, I believe he will be on 70, uh, where episode 70, we're going to be talking about all of the games coming out in 2022 because it is, in my opinion, by far the biggest year currently set up, in theory, in gaming history, in my opinion, by far. It's not close. Oh, yeah, no. Because this is sort of one of the back things of COVID that because so many games got canceled or pushed back because of COVID, we're getting a very large um, calendar of games next year. Ripped to my wallet. Ripped to my wallet, man. Ripped to a lot of people's wallet. Like, especially for the people that are happen to be fans of all the big games in February. I feel bad for you for that month. That's yeah, a, that's that, gonna be rough. That's a fucked month, man. Not only that, just like the end of January, because Legends is like the twenty eighth, and yeah. then you immediately jump into fucking February that has a butt fuck ton of games you know thankfully saints row got delayed out well not thankfully for you but thankfully for fa- for fans that are f- love everything that's coming out in february it's one last thing you got to buy uh but also when it comes down to the description below also did we, we're gonna have our link tree down below as well for the game static stuff i will say the rss feed will probably already be updated by the time this episode comes out uh just so that way you know since we are on a break it should give it more than enough time to update across the 30 platforms we're on you know because that's also the kind of the, the the hurdle doing these sort of things is that there's so many different websites that it has to go through yeah so i'm going to go ahead and update it uh tuesday when this episode comes out so you know if you listen to the episode later the the podcast may already show the name game static and then uh you know like i said 70 and beyond that is how we will refer to the show hey we've had a hell of a run though 69 episodes oh yeah and we've done really well at the show you know we've done really well you know sticking to a weekly schedule for the most part uh and you know i feel like we've had a good good time and you know just the fact that we have actually made this progress being reached out for a couple of sponsors is really cool uh and I, I can't wait to see what the future is going to entail for the you know for us under the new brand name of gamesthetic again because i feel i feel like that is the gold flag just like i do with animan plus this is the gold flag you think we can get a collage of all of our setups over the, this year you know, maybe, I, you know, I, I, I am working on a Sparky 3 2021 recap video right now. I am working on that. So maybe because I do point out just like how much we've changed in just this year alone. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the video, you can very obviously tell just like how much we changed. Because like, you know, I point out like when we started video and it's just like, you know, the camera like is looks really weird. Oh, for yeah, me. the cameras were freaking. Yeah. Shot. Yeah. And I even have it like text on the screen for the Animan plus 30 episode because. I was like, 
if you notice, there's crackling with the audio. <laughs> like, we've changed so much, man. We've continued to grow, and we still have trademark Sparky 3 tech problems. It happens, but it's all part of the charm. You know what we never had tech problems with? What? When we were just across each other from a small-ass table. <laughs> See, that's what blows me away, dude. Like, some really like, mid-tier equipment just right across, like, a little-ass table. Didn't have a whole lot of tech. Well, phone calls was a bitch. Okay, fair enough. I had to do some really roundabout shit to get phone calls for Josh. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, anyway, I've, I've rambled on long enough. Ho- hopefully you guys enjoy the name. Comment down below on our YouTube channel. Let me know if you love it or hate it. If you hate it, uh, get used to it, I guess. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. We like it, and we're running with it. Uh, also, make sure to go check out the other shows, of course. And, you know, Animan Plus, a terrible football show, talk about movies and stuff. And lastly, if you want to support us for it further, the Patreon is a great way to do so. But don't feel obligated. Just be a friend. Tell a friend that you're watching or listening. Shout out to Andy, our Tier 1 patron. Uh, since I rambled on that long. I wanted to make it that shorter. My my bad. It happens. Uh, let's skip open mic. Let's go ahead and jump into the you know the stuff that people that the, the people are probably here for. Whatever we're advertising in the title, whatever we're advertising on the thumbnail or in the description. Let's go ahead and start jumping into some stuff. Uh, let's kick things off with the rumor mill. All right, this first one, man, man. This is one of the finest examples of I will fucking believe it when I see it because of how often this we one see this. Yes, like. Because, like, all right, I know there's a counterpoint. So it's like, well, you guys always talk about Switch Pro. Let's be real. A new Nintendo console is going to happen. Eh, that, you're on that fence on your own. Well, hey, look, listen, a, a, you know, Nintendo is going to keep making consoles. That's just a fact. Now, this one is literally always up in the air if it's going to happen. So these rumors are more annoying to me than the other one. Hey, we're getting Alan Wake, too, so... Hey, shout out to that, I guess. Fuck Jimmy. Anyway, uh, these rumors here that we're going to first address is Bully 2. Once again, this is in the news, and I'm telling you, this is one of the finest examples of I will believe this shit when I fucking see it. So right after the Game Awards, these rumors were popping out that apparently the game is back in full development, in full force, and it was supposed to be revealed at the Game Awards. Uh, then it was like a last-minute pull that they decided not to do this. Uh, now, I will say there is actually a lot of insiders that are behind this, so it's giving some credibility to it, but still... I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, Tom Henderson, uh, someone that we usually reference quite a bit on this one, uh, said that he's very confident that something's happening to the Bully franchise, but even he doesn't really know what. Other insiders said they were told Bully 2 specifically. They were not told a Bully remake. Other insiders believe it's just a Bully remake, not Bully 2. So it's just a dumb fucking mess is what this is right now, is what is actually going to be coming out for this, this game. I'm curious who's working on it because that's Rockstar's property. Yep. So which Rockstar Studio is the one working on is yeah. the question. Because they have like nine. I don't know. Yeah, concerning mostly Rockstar just focuses currently on Red Dead and GTA. Yeah, and most of that being just GTA. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't I mean, would I love it? Obviously. Bully One is great. I mean, I I would love a Bully One remake. Like, I don't I, I don't well, I don't mean like the scholarship edition. I mean like if you want to do an actual remake, not a remaster, hell yeah, I'd pick that up. That sounds legit. You know, up to date, like let's say GTA Five sort of graphics and stuff. That'd be awesome. But dude, I, I it's tough for me to buy into anything bully because yeah. of, of how many years this has gone on. Again, when it comes to Switch Pro stuff, Nintendo's gonna make another console. They're not stopping with the Switch. That's just common sense. But bully. Man, that's something I can't get behind. As much as I would love to, until I see something out of it, I, I can't get behind this yeah, shit. Yeah, not with how many rumors we've heard over the years. It's sort of hard to really go for it. Yeah, I know. 
Uh, next thing we have in the room, Mill, uh, Zach, you may be interested in this one. Uh, so we got a couple of uh, persona things. Uh, the first one is, and this one was actually, this first one was actually kind of going around because it seems like it was leaked from the actual Atlas website. So that could give some indication this could be actually happening. Because I think what I'm ta- what I'm referring to for the website was actually corrected and pulled down later. So it could give some clarity there. But apparently, Persona Four Golden is rumored to be coming to Nintendo Switch and PS4 sometime in in 2022. Uh, the other thing that we have here is there's an Atlas data miner named Panheem uh, who says that Persona Three Portable plus FES content, uh, which Zach had to clarify what that was because I had no idea because I'm not a Persona fan, uh, plus one more game, perhaps the Persona Four Golden, will be announced in spring. Uh, Zach, does this uh, get you pumped up for that possibility? I mean, a little bit. I mean, I know initially when the Persona 3 portable thing that we plugged like last week, you kind of booed that. So, I mean, how are you feeling towards the FES content being involved and then the the Golden being on Switch and PS4? I mean, Golden is good. Golden will always be good because it's it's Persona. It's got the royal treatment. Right. It's Persona 4 plus added content and some extra stuff going on. Uh, Portable? Yeah. I'm still not a fan of portable. It, it's Persona Three. Just it's you can make a female pro tag, and there's a male velvet room attendant. And I'm just sort of like, okay. Hmm. I mean, it doesn't add a whole lot if that's what you want. Go for it. But it doesn't change the game a whole lot. At least personally for me, there's a couple other things added to it. Fes. Uh, I've played through Fes. It's a bit rough because it takes all the good, the good mix of Persona which is the social links and all the stuff running around and then the dungeon crawling and just does dungeon crawling and which at that point they hadn't really perfected it. So it's pretty tedious. So, uh, you know, I know, I know you're such a massive persona diehard just from the sound of it. Like are, are the, are these something you're not going to look at picking up? Or are you still going to get them just to be supportive? Uh, FES, I'll probably look at good picking up maybe golden. I've already bought it twice. I'm not sure if I'll buy it again, but I might, um, Portable? No, I'm not. I'm just gonna drop portable. Okay. Okay, that's fair. And depending on whatever the other game is, maybe. Okay. Well, the other game could just be the the golden. I don't know. We'll see. You know, because they're they, I mean, there's the uh, Atlas is still doing a lot of shit, just celebrating the 25th anniversary right now. I wouldn't think it would be golden because <coughs> besides PS4 and Nintendo Switch, there's nothing else really to release golden on that's not already on. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, next rumor that we have going on here is this is actually per IGN's Pierre Schneider. Uh, he says that Breath of the Wild 2 is currently planned for November. He claims he got the full scoop of Nintendo's 2022 plans. I'm glad I read that because that reminded me I had that one thing pulled up. So let me get that pulled up as well. Um, but he has the the full scoop uh, at a Game Awards after party. So if you know, we'll see if that ends up being true. So what he's telling us is he got a Nintendo rep, just super drunk. <laughs> yeah, and just basically bullied him into into telling him everything that's happening. Yeah, I mean that's probably exactly what happened. Uh, all right, let me pull back up uh, the. All right, yeah, th- this this is also another rumor here for you. I found this right before we started recording, and it's a lot, so I didn't want to type it. Uh, but this is apparently a supposed list of Nintendo's plans, and I don't think this list is actually super far fetched. So that's why I wanted to kind of plug it and see if, like, maybe a year from now, we'll see how right I am on this, see how right this rumor is. Uh, so obviously, a couple of ones that we already know, of course. You know, we got Legends, we have Kirby, we have Advance Wars One and Two. They list casual IP. Don't know what that means. I don't know. I have no idea what that means. The return to Nintendo Dogs. Oh, that'd be great. 
Let's go. I love some Nintendogs. I would pick that up. Do you really? I fucking love Nintendogs, okay. bro. I played the shit out of Nintendogs. That's where I got my first Husky. That's where. I, that's why I have a Husky today. Oh, okay. shout, out to, shout out to Lucario in the other room. Hopefully, he's not destroying the bed in there. Um, next up, Splatoon 3, of course. FE Echoes, uh, Detective Pikachu. Those are all things that we knew. Uh, Mario and Rabbids, of course, we knew that. Bayonetta 3. Uh, so, some other things. is Now, this one is one that I would expect to happen at some point, and I actually think it's going to happen next year, which is actually going to be the uh, the Wii U versions of Wind Waker and Twilight Princess coming up to Switch, because I, I think I think it was while you were on the show, I, I mentioned that if Breath of the Wild does not come out next year, I think that will instead. Yeah. Because so that way they could have a game come out. That's like their band-aid, like, oh shit, Breath of the Wild's not happening, so here's this. that And I, st- I stand by that, because honestly and truthfully, I don't think Breath of the Wild's coming out next year. Uh, I don't have a lot of indication to believe that. It's just kind of a gut feeling just based on, you know, what we have seen out of development so far and what we have heard where they've said up front that they're aiming for 2022. I don't think Breath of the Wild 2 is happening next year. I really don't. I've already kind of killed my my hopes for that. Those expectations are out for me. You know, if, if it happens, cool, but I'm not going to hope for it. So Wind Waker and Twilight Princess would make a lot of sense. Uh, Metroid Prime 1, that's one that we continue to hear about. Yeah. Uh, a new 2D uh, Donkey Kong. That's one that we started hearing about over the summer. Yeah, I remember, yeah, hearing those. Hearing those so rumors. I still think that could be a possibility. Now, this is another one that has been off and on talked about, and I will say it's going to be it's gonna be interesting to see if it happens because if it does happen, I think it's going to be this upcoming fall, is Pokemon Let's Go sequels. And the reason why I think that's interesting is because it's all. I think a lot of this is going to have to depend on Legends. Right. If Legends completely just knocks it out of the fucking park, then I could see Gen 9 being in Legend style. But if Legends kind of flops, then they'll just go back to their normal, like, let's say what they do with Sword and Shield, a normal Pokemon game for Gen 9. So I feel like if Legends knocks it out of the park, which I personally think it will, then it may just it may delay Gen 9 to the next year, because if we're going to get Gen 9 announced, it's going to be this February uh, because of Pokemon Day. And it'll just be in if it was if it would be announced, I imagine it'd be the same thing as uh, Sword and Shield, where it gets announced at Pokemon Day and then it gets released in November, October, right? Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how Legends plays out because I feel like that could impact if later in next fall, instead of getting a Gen Nine, we get Let's Go sequels instead, which would be which would be in Johto. Uh, don't know if I would play that, man. I wouldn't. I, I don't. I don't like the Let's Go play style. Neither do I. But. It, and I'm not a Johto fan either. Johto's okay. Boo. I'm not. I'm not the look. Johto is only good because you can go to Kanto. That's the only reason those generations are good. I'll I'll die on this hill. I enjoy Johto because I can get a mill tank. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> anyway, uh, a new monolith project, which that's something that I would expect. They do a lot of stuff with Nintendo. Uh, let's see, Captain to- Toad sequel. I thought that was kind of interesting. Pikmin Four. That could be interesting. This one. I would love to see this, but I feel like it's a pipe dream potentially. A Paper Mario remake, OG Paper Mario sixty four. Oh re- wow, that would be something. That would be that's a pipe dream, man. I'd love that. Uh, Metroid Dread DLC. I do actually think that could be a possibility. Uh, the Metroid Prime trilogy is still plugged, but I'm not so sure about that. Uh, Fire Emblem, uh, a, re- a remake of one of the older games, which they tend to do that anyway. I mean, we talked about that earlier this year. Yeah, but we that did. Sort of flop. So I mean, we might actually see that again. So yeah. And then uh, just a new racing game, which is 
potentially Mario Kart 9. I don't know. Mario Kart 8 still fucking sells. So I don't know. Fucking race. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please, bro. Oh, man. How would you feel about if Diddy Kong Racing came back? Bro, let's go. They better have, better have my boy Conker in there. I'm going to fucking riot. <laughs> <laughs> Diddy Kong f- Racing was very good. It's just the bosses were assholes. That's true. That's true. Uh, but no, I mean, if, if that ends up being like the slate for Nintendo over the next couple of years, because that was all for, you know, 2022 to 2024 was mm-hmm. the was the post. You know, the thing is why I wanted to plug that, because like I said, that's all pretty like reasonable stuff, you know? Like, it's not saying, like, you're going to have, like, 7 million Zelda games come no. out or something stupid. So that's a pretty reasonable list. Uh, I do think, I, I, I genuinely do believe when Waker and Slot Princess is going to come out. And I actually think uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X will come out as well. Because those are kind of, like, the last, like, some of the last, like, first-party Wii U games that haven't been ported up yet. Everything else has been ported up because no one played on the fucking Wii U. So they have ported everything up. There's only a couple left. So, you know, but Xenoblade Chronicles X, I feel like it's going to be very dependent if this year Xenoblade Chronicles 3 does come out or not. Yeah. That's where I think that's going to be dependent. Uh, All right. We can hop over to the quick news. Um, Zach, do you want to run through quick news or me? I mean, I can get it. All right. Let's do it. So, we apparently had Indie World this yep. week. Did you watch it? Nope. Neither did I. So, we haven't... We are just going to mention Indie World came out. If you're curious about any indie games, go check that out. Uh, the, the only one that kind of stood out to me from, like, a recap article, and I actually sent this... I actually sent the trailer for it to someone else because I thought they would really enjoy it, was... I think it's called Sea of Stars. Uh, sea of Stars looked all right. Music was really good in it. I will say that. The music for Sea of Stars looked good, but nothing else really stood out to me personally. Just see, I, And Sea of Stars seemed to be like the headline game, I guess, as well. So I guess that's, okay. why, I guess that's why it stands out to me. <laughs> Probably. Finally, an end of an era. Yep. Rest in peace. GTA Online, its original servers on 360 and PS3 have finally been turned off. Hell of a run. So, GTA spanning across several generations. <laughs> so one of them has finally died. Yep, that is that's so stupid how much this game has gone across generations, dude. I mean, it's only competitors Skyrim. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Skyrim has now gone across the same amount of generations. It's wild to me. All right. But on some good news, uh, Times Magazine crowned Metroid Dread as its best game of 2021. Times Magazine has some good fucking taste. Times Magazine doesn't know shit. (laughs) That's not true, clearly, because they have some good fucking taste, in games at least. (laughs) Metroid Dread is great. Go out and buy it. Uh, Random trademark filings that got hit up this week and last couple weeks is Sony has trademarked the order, 1886 apparently. Something going on with that. Not sure if it's just renewal, if we're actually going to see something from it. Yeah, that's always the question. Is it just a renewal, or are we going to see something? Yeah. And here's one that's really interesting. See, that, this is what's random. Square Enix retrademarks Gex. And if you don't know what Gex is... Which you probably don't. <laughs> Gex was a PlayStation 1 character of a gecko. See, a secret agent gecko, specifically. Yes. Wearing sunglasses. See, that one seems random enough to me, where there could be something behind that. That one is just hell of random. I mean... Considering how old Square Enix is, I mean, it could literally just be them holding on to a trademark. See, that, that, and that is a possibility because it is just strictly Europe that they did the trademark in. Yeah. So it could just literally be just a renewable trademark, which happens all the time. Every single time there's any sort of renewals of trademark, it always gets people talking about certain games. But I don't know. 
That's just so random to me. I, I really just don't see a new Gex game because I don't either. That was during the the platform era, 3D platform era specifically. Right. And I just really don't think there's a market for Gex at this time. No. Uh. Anyway. Besides that, Tencent bought Turtle Rock Studios. I'm slightly worried about that. Yeah, I was I was very curious to hear your thoughts on that. For the ones that don't know, that's the ones that made Back for Blood. Also Evolve. Yep. They're original uh, developers that did the original Left 4 Dead there under you Steam. Go. Fun fact. And got together and made Total Rock, which made Evolved, and now Back for Blood. Uh, Tencent's got a lot of money. I mean, they do. I mean, hopefully it's just them putting them under an umbrella and they're just not going to take them away to go put them on their mobile games. Oh, that would that would be some shit. That'd be toxic as shit. I know that would fucking piss you off. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed involved. I enjoyed Back for Blood. Total Rocket Leaves makes very entertaining multiplayer games. Right. Okay. Uh, Microsoft is having to use Xbox Dev Kits to run Halo Infinite tournament this weekend due to shortage of Xbox Series X. Isn't that fucking hysterical that the company of the consoles having you can't even get their hands on on the consoles? That's pretty bad. That is, dude. Man, like, okay, so even in our area, I've at least, I've said this before, I've seen Series S, but, bro, when are we going to see, like, PS5s and Series Xs on shelves? I legitimately don't think it's going to be until, like, 2023. Probably not. Which is, is, isn't that just fucking insane? There's never been a generation like this where it's taken this long to actually get your hands on consoles. I mean, yeah, no, it's just rough. It's very, been a very interesting generation, and... I mean, we'll remember this generation in the very least of how long it took to get one. Yeah. But by the time people get one, the generation will already be over. I know. That's what's going to be sad. Like, it legit, I'm glad I managed to get my PS5 early, but, uh, you know, an Xbox Series. Whew, oh, man. I don't think I'm going to get one of those anytime soon. Yeah. But some news for finishing up the year from some fun stuff that happened at the beginning of the year. Nah, true. CD Projekt Red settled its launch lawsuit, paying investors just $1.85 million for joke. comparison. CD Projekt Red made $563 million in game sales during Cyberpunk 2077 release month alone. The fact that they got out <laughs> for just $1.85 million is such a fucking joke to me with how much money they made. Yeah. I mean, I guess cool for CD Projekt Red. I mean, here's to hoping they do great better on their next project. Here's to hoping they actually fix Cyberpunk. Ever. <laughs> hey, they're working on it. Let it die. No, I want to play it again. I do. I want to play it again. I'm, I, But I'm waiting. I want to play it. I want to play the PS5 version, the actual next-gen version. See, any talk about CD Projekt Red now is going to be like, you have the angel side, which is the Witcher, and then you're going to have the devil side, which is CD Projekt Red, and people going, what's it going to be? How's I'm, it going to end? I'm on the devil side, baby. <laughs> <laughs> give, me, give me some cyberpunk. Is it going to tilt? Are they going to release another cyberpunk trash, or are they going to release another Witcher? Give me another cyberpunk. Hey, I like cyberpunk. It was a good game. It's just a broken game. I mean... Nobody talks about the game. They just talk about how broken it was. I know. That's the problem. And that is why it made our top 50 games that you at will not top. No, it made 50 games because you. It made it for a reason, okay? It's a good game. Yeah. Well, I hope you're ready for another 50 games when we do episode 100. And I'm going to take a break that week. I don't know if we're going to do that. <laughs> don't, don't quote me on that. <laughs> Besides that, Ubisoft confirms they're remaking the first Splinter Cell. Ooh. Ubisoft Toronto is going to be the developer of this. Who They've done... 
Splinter Cell Blacklist, Far Cry 5, Starling Battle for Atlas, Watch Dogs Legion, and Far Cry 6. So a very established studio. Uh, I'm a, worried. A, a veteran studio. But I'm still worried about this. Like, can we trust Ubisoft to not fuck up the original game? No. That's how I feel. Original game's good, dude. Like that that one and I like like I said before, I never played Chaos Theory, but uh you know, I know Chaos Theory is considered the best. I don't even remember the original game. All I remember from the early Splinter Cells is literally just shooting out lights. I very rarely actually did the game. I just went around shooting lights because I knew that helped. Okay, so in my all, all to Ali, you know, follow up on that. I don't remember a lot of the game either, other than I did beat it and it was a lot of fun. Uh, I did shoot out a lot of lights, but that's not the point. Uh, but I I am worried for this as well. Uh, Ubisoft is uh, they they've reached a very lackluster point in, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Every game is almost the same. It's it, every game carries that Ubisoft fatigue. Uh, I don't know. Watchdog Legions was good though, right? I know you. I, I know mean, you I enjoyed that. Legions, but if the actual good part of it is actually the Aiden Pierce DLC. Oh, okay. Well. I mean, Legion itself was okay, but you actually get a much better game with with the Aiden Pierce story. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm I, I am I am worried for this Splinter Cell, especially since it is an actual remake instead of just like making a new game. Yeah. You know, I uh, I feel like they would have been better off just making a new game, and it wouldn't you wouldn't have as much pressure. You would still have a lot of pressure because this is a franchise that's been. Around you know, forever. Around forever and a fan base that's very loyal and has been wanting a new game for a long time. Uh, but I feel like you would be in a lot better place if you would have just made a brand I mean, new most one. Most people have gotten Splinter Cell was just a few collaborations with other games. Like he makes a there's a special mission in Wildlands involving Fisher mm-hmm. and then he became a playable operator in Siege. Yeah. And, and that's that's about the most love Splinter Cell's gotten in like literally ten years. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see how Ubisoft does, but uh, I am concerned. I am concerned. The only sad part about Sam being in Siege, they didn't give him a natural uh, resistance against Blitz, the guy with the flash shield. Oh, that's unfortunate. (laughs) (laughs) It's just funny if he just instantly shoot it out. (laughs) Right, right. All right, well. And lastly, for Alex, next Mass Effect will be using the Unreal Engine 5 instead of Frostbite, based on job listings. Naturally, you know, we got to have a Mass Effect plug. Unfortunately, John's not here to hear this plug. So fuck you, John. It's not every episode. It's not just episodes you're on when I talk about Mass Effect. Oh, he's aware because when he edits <laughs> these clips, you make sure to point them out. Oh, I know. I know. I still think that's one of the best ongoing jokes that we have right now. <laughs> Thank you, John, for, for pointing that out. Trust me, I don't do it intentionally. Uh, but, no, I mean, we, we, we talked about that a while back, that there was that possibility. I, I think it was Jeff Grubb was the one that was putting out there that Mass, the next Mass Effect was going to be an, uh, in Unreal and not Frostbite. Uh, but it was ultimately going to come down to if they could really get EA on board with that because yeah. EA really pushes for the, for any developers they have to, you know, use their in-house engine of Frostbite. Um, but it, it, you know, it looks like Mass Effect will, in fact, be Unreal Engine 5, which is awesome. I mean, if it, that's going to look phenomenal. I'm so ready. I'm so ready. I mean, obviously, it's still years away. Yeah. Like, 
What what was the last rumored report? Was it 2023 or 2024 at the earliest? I believe it was 2023. Okay. So, I mean, we're, we're still years away. We're still a while from even seeing the game again. Um, you know, if we're lucky, we might get see, like, a little clip of the game, maybe at the Game Awards next year, if we're lucky. And that and I'm not holding any hope for that. Uh, but Unreal Engine 5, man, that would be awesome. Uh, because one thing that I, I completely forgot to talk about on the last episode – because last episode was the Game Awards reaction, yep. right? Yeah, I completely forgot to talk about that Matrix thing. Uh, I did jump on and try that. That thing looked it's it's unbelievable how incredible that looked on a on a fucking video game console. That's the thing is that it's on a video game console. You know, if you hop on, you know, like a really high end gaming PC, yeah, you can get stuff to look like that, right? Like that's more expected. You yeah. know, the equipment's better. But the fact that on a Series X or a PS5, that Matrix thing, I mean, the demo is very. It, it's very lackluster in terms of what you can do, but that's not the point. The point is to show you what it looks like. I was about to say, it's literally just an engine. Yeah, trailer. that's it. That's all it is. Like, you know, gameplay doesn't really exist too much. Like, you get you shoot out some tires and stuff constantly, but it's guided and everything. And it all, you know, it's all very quick. It all looks great. But then once you're done with that, then you just get to go around the city, and the map is fucking huge. And everything, like, there's just so many NPCs, and there's just so many, you know, cars and stuff. Basically, think of how absolutely incredible those early like cyberpunk trailers looked where the, you know the person was walking through the city and it's super crowded and it's just like mind-blowing how in, how amazing it looked think of that and that's what this demo was so and you know you know so i'm all for an unreal engine 5 for mass effect dude especially like think about it like you know assuming we are going to be in the milky way like i think we can all very safely assume from what we've seen uh you know, just think about like going to like maybe like the citadel or something right uh, what Citadel? No, well, that is true. Think about going to uh, <laughs> I- Ilios. Is that a planet? I believe it is. Yes. What's the planet that Liara was on in two? Is that Ilium? That's Ilium. Yes. All right. Yeah. Think about going to Ilium, and it's just like being a lot larger area to explore, and it's just crowded with people. That'd be legit, dude. Uh, I'm pumped. I'm I'm so pumped. I can't I can't express how excited I am. Hey, for... just look how imagine how well that engine would be on the. Uh... Krogan Homeworld. Oh, true. Especially since uh, the Krogan Homeworld um, is starting to actually get some life again. If you didn't blow it up. Yeah, that's true. If you, <laughs> it, it, unless you're one of the sick fucks that actually went against the Krogan. The percentage of people that actually did that is is stupidly low. Like, I remember seeing some percentages on that based on, like, the choices, you know? Yeah. And it's, like, literally, like, 6% of people actually went with that route. Well, you 6% of people are fucked up. Fuck you. The Krogan are great. Well, my second playthrough says fuck you. Oh, fuck you, man. (laughs) There are certain things that I will not do in Mass Effect, and that's one of them. Oh, I did everything. See, that's where that's where I'm not uh, as much of a diehard fan. I shot Morden right in the face. <laughs> but he's your favorite character. I mean, he is, but he had to go that run. <laughs> oh, man. That's brutal. That's brutal. That's brutal. See, I don't even go that far. I don't even go that far. I just go watch clips on YouTube so I can experience it that way. I don't have the heart to do it for some things. You there know, are some decisions I just don't have the heart for. You know the Kill Bill whistle? I did that with Morden's song as that scene happened. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you sick fuck. (laughs) So that means that you also got the scene at the uh, Citadel where Rex comes and confronts you. Yes. Okay, where you kill Rex. Yeah. Yeah. This sick bastard. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, do you have any other thoughts on the Unreal Engine with Mass Effect? I mean, no, not really. I mean, we haven't been able to see a whole lot running on the Unreal Engine 5 yet. But I mean, from the bit that has been 
out like the Mass Effect uh, Awakening and stuff like that. <coughs> that engine looks phenomenal. True. Uh, all right. Well, we can hop over into a couple talking points. Uh, I'll, I'll talk real quick about Halo Infinite because I'm still playing the campaign. And just to, I, I will say up front, very, very bluntly, I have not progressed at all on the story because I just keep getting distracted by other things to do. Ooh, a cave. Ooh, a cave. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and the more that I do that, the more that I am so unbelievably okay and excited that we've got like this open world aspect for Halo. And it makes me look back where it's just like besides besides hardware, it makes me look back, you know, it's just like why didn't we do this sooner? You know, besides hardware limitations, of course. Um, I don't know because they had the capabilities. Look at ODST. True. They could have done it with ODST, but instead we had the random ass scavenger hunt for key items to start a mission. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know, because, like, you know, I, I wish this could have been done sooner, because think about it. I mean, every game, besides a couple of missions, take place on a giant-ass Halo ring. Yeah. Like, why can't you explore the Halo ring? I mean, that'd be cool, and uh, and that's how I feel, because what really drove it home for me even more is I found my first skull in the most obscure fucking location by complete accident, and it was such a cool feeling of discovering that, you know, because I'm over here, you know, I have a I have a waypoint set to go help out some Marines, and instead of doing the natural thing and going around the mountain i do the other thing and i try to spider-man my way through a grand canyon basically where if i miss i'm gonna fall and die i died a lot by the way but i'm trying to spider-man my way through this going platform to platform and spider-manning along the wall and shit with the grappling hook and i land down on a platform really low and i was like shit how am i supposed to get out of this one i don't see another platform that i can immediately just hook to and i just kind of look out of the corner of my eye I see like a little blue thing is that a gun and turn around boom there's a skull it's the blind skull so that kind of sucks i want a grunt birthday party but whatever uh, i don't know that was just a super cool feeling finding my first skull in the most random fucking location by accident and uh it just makes me again wish that we would have had open world and halo sooner because i feel like it we, i feel like it really does actually work really well for the game um you know, I haven't I haven't even touched the surface, it feels like, on, on the area that we have to explore. And based on some other, like, you know, rumors and theories and stuff that we've seen, like, where there's, like, this potential, like, maybe an expansion coming out. Yeah. I would be totally cool with that, where they added more to the ring. Because, like, uh, like I plugged a few weeks ago, uh, this is from the uh, Bloomberg report, is that this game was obviously supposed to be a lot more ambitious. Like, it was supposed to be a lot bigger. Like, really think of, like, a Breath of the Wild, like, map size and everything. That's what this was supposed to be. And they just had to trim the shit down to try to make the release that they ultimately had to delay, but they just stuck with it. So I, I genuinely believe that whatever they were originally trying to do, maybe that is going to be DLC content. Like, that's going to be expansions, you know, to kind of finally get to a point of what they originally wanted to do. And plus, with how the game is kind of set up now with this open world thing, I feel like expansions can work very easily for this game. I mean, it definitely could, especially who's working on Halo now? Uh, it's just 343. I mean... Which is it, it, which does have some old Bungie developers on yeah. it. Yeah. So, I mean, they have quite a bit of... Backing and shit. Backing and stuff to use and whatnot. Just expand the universe. I mean, and... We sort of really need that for the Halo series because, I mean, people have enjoyed enjoyed 4 through 6, but they were not the strongest games compared to what we left in the 360. And that may just be nostalgia talking, but I know from a lot of people who talked, I mean, they enjoyed 4 through 6, but they didn't feel that it was all Halo. 
And, and that's the best way to put it is that it just doesn't feel like all Halo. I think in terms of story, I think five is very weak in my opinion. I think four is okay. Uh, and I genuinely do believe that the original trilogy and even Reach are all very good stories. I, I really do. Um, so this is this is the good shot in the arm uh, Halo Infinite needed. Uh, I will say it is still depressing that there is no co- uh, campaign co-op at launch because playing it, man, you can, you can tell where it's just like, yeah, they really wanted co-op to be here because you have like so many moments where it's just like you go to x base it's like oh you need to go press this this and this you know whatever and i'm just like yeah i can tell where you know you really needed campaign friends here so i can't wait to play co-op on this when it comes out i'm also very excited to see the possibilities of forge in this game too whenever that finally comes out uh, just because I, you know, Forge has always been a super cool. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of possibilities, like in the Halo Three days and shit, when it was introduced, and even Halo Reach. Um, really excited to see the possibilities for Forge in this one. Uh, all right, Zach, let's address something. What's that? You have an addiction. I don't have an addiction. You, you, okay. I'm not. Look, I'll, I'll reel it back. I'll, I'll, I'll reel it back in, and I won't call it a problem, but I am going to call it an addiction. You have an addiction. Why let's, is let's, it an addiction? Because, well, how is it not an addiction? Like your your level of what you're doing right now is the same level of me with G Fuel. It's an addiction. I'm an addict, okay? So I can spot another addict. <laughs> you, you can't get this past me. Uh, no, I'm, what I'm joking about is uh, Zach has been on a massive like retro you know hunt recently. You know, let's talk about some of the stuff that you picked up because you even picked up some more. You even brought me something. Brought me a uh, Mega Man Battle Network two. There we go. Yeah, 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 that's a good view. So I shout just, to that. Honestly, when I picked that up, I debated it because they had that version. Then they had a Japanese version. Oh, shit. Okay, that's random. That's cool, though. Yeah. I mean, and it was the same price. So I was just like, yeah, I'll get in the English one so you yeah, can I, understand it. Yeah, because I, w- I, I will actually probably play that. I, I, liked, I love the Battle Network games. I would love for those to come back. That would be awesome. Give me, give me Mega Man Battle Network 7. That would be so cool. I love that. Capcom's not going to do that. I know. They fucking hate Mega Man. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of their flagships, and they fucking hate Mega Man. There's a reason why we ended up with Mighty Hero number nine. I know. Anyway, let's talk about what all you've picked up, because you've gotten a lot of shit recently. Uh, I can't even remember what all I picked up since last episode. See? He's an addict. He doesn't even know. I got a Pokemon Crystal. That's cool. That was 80 bucks. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I found out we have a lot of good local shops Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I found a Mario 64. Yep. Good condition cartridge. Really random one was I found a Mario Sunshine for a decent price. And it, you said that thing was like pristine condition. Oh, yeah. That thing had barely been played. So did, um, did it even have like the manual and stuff in it too? No. Unfortunately, oh. unfortunately it was loose. Oh. It was loose, which was the surprising part why the disc was, looked so good. Oh, okay. All right. That makes more sense now. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to find a full case Mario Sunshine. Uh, you never know. You never know. It's possible. Found out your Gale of Darkness is like 180 bucks now. Gale of Darkness is a good fucking game. <laughs> I really like that game. Um, besides that battle network, I managed to find a um, Pokemon White. Black and White are super hard to find. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand why they're so fucking hard. But I uh, managed to find a White. Got a... Old JRPG for PS2, Sukadon, found three and five. Five is the most expensive one at $180. Uh, 
than Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, which was a hundred. Yeah, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door is fucking pricey. And that was complete in box too. <laughs> Manual and everything. Yes. Man, that's a fine then. A hundred <laughs> bucks. Kate, all in good condition. Cases in good condition. Yeah, everything was in real good condition. <sighs> that's a good buy. I'm jealous of that one. Paper Mario Thousand Year Door is uh, one of the few GameCube games that I still don't have in my collection. GameCube for me is like the only old console that I actively kind of look for games for my collection. It's like in 64, would it be cool to have? Yeah. But at the same time, I'm kind of butt hurt because I had a good collection and now my collection's like all across the country, I guess. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's happened to all my games. Apparently our friend, you know, Jared, who was on, you know, lighthearted gamers 50, he had some, he just gave them back to me the other day. So they went up to Colorado. <laughs> they went, no, well, yeah, they went, well, they went to Ohio. Oh, my bad. Andy's got some in Florida, like, and then I think so. I think someone else has got my collection got destroyed. And so the same thing with my Super Nintendo. So I don't really have the heart to try to rebuild those. I'm kind of hurt. You need to try and recollect them and just have a, like, just a map. Yes, yeah, just like map, piece it all together about where they are, whatever. I don't know. I'm kind of hurt on those. I don't know if I want to rebuild those. But GameCube is one that I still try to build. The only game that I've lost over the years is Double Dash. I don't know what the hell happened that one. I am assuming Jack has it. I don't know. <laughs> but there's still a handful of games of GameCube that I want. Thousand Year Door is one. So I am kind of jealous of that one, that you got that one in such pristine condition. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to find another one of those. No, probably not. The The biggest one for me on GameCube that I really want that I'll probably never get is fucking Fire Emblem. That thing is just oh, so... Yeah. Dude, Path of Radiance is so stupidly expensive. Like, I can't even, man. I can't even. Uh, what else have you picked up? Is that kind of it? Yeah, that's the main stuff I picked up. Besides, just I paid off the resident and picked up my persona. That's right. I forgot you did that. How, yeah. mu- how much was that thing? Uh, with tax, it was like three hundred and seventy-four dollars. And one hundred percent worth it. Yep. Uh, all right. So, check this out. What's up? Fire Emblem: Path of Radiance, uh, complete in box, manual, and everything. Uh, Two hundred and fifty bucks. And they have the audacity to do ten dollars shipping. Hey. <laughs> My persona beats it. I uh, know, man. Uh, let's see. Fire Emblem, another Path of Radiance, two fifty here. Uh, here's actually okay. Well, that's a bid. Uh, here's a bid for one hundred and twenty-five complete inbox. Uh, another one up. You know, you can buy it up front. Uh, two sixty. Here is one that is being bid for another day. That's currently at two o two. What's this on? Uh, yeah, I'm looking at eBay. Gotcha. Yeah. No, nah, I mean, dude, anywhere I look, man, Fire Emblem Path of Radiance is, like, stupidly expensive. Like, I thought I was fucking cool whenever I got Final Fantasy Star Online 1 and 2 because that was, like, a stupidly expensive game. And I think it still is, but I think the price has kind of dropped on it over the years. Oh, yeah. I also picked up a Final Fantasy Tactics, which is a cheaper Final Fantasy game. It's only 20 bucks. I said that I thought it's gone down over the years, and I find one for two hundred dollars. So never That's mind. A no. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> no, I got mine for a very good price a few years ago. Um, it, you know, obviously, it is used and everything, but I got mine for uh, like uh, eighty-five bucks, pro- mm-hmm. I, and I bought that probably like six or seven years ago. Okay. So I, I got that for a good price at the time. Same thing with Twilight Princess. I got that for fifty bucks on GameCube. That was a good price. And what was so funny about that one is uh, Josh was also trying to buy. Uh, Twat Princess for GameCube, and so he bought his first, and okay. he and he got it for like seventy bucks. And it's like, oh yeah, what a good fucking deal! And then like four days later, I found one on eBay for fifty bucks and bought it. You know, so both in like the same level of condition. So I got mine. I ordered mine days after his. Got the cheaper price, 
and I even got it delivered before him. Like, Damn. just the all around kick in the nuts for Josh. <laughs> Uh, anyway, no, you're, you're retro. You have a retro addiction, but I respect it. I'm not, I'm, you, I don't think you need to change as long as you, as long as you have the vault for it, which I know you do, you don't need to change. Nah, I, I respect your grind and I, it's making me want to get into some stores now to see what I can find. I mean, I found a local store that apparently has a lot of Japanese editions of games, which uh, I'll, I'll ask you later about that one. I was going to, yeah, because uh, I'll find a regular version of it and then I'll see the Japanese version. Next to it, which is at least eighty to seventy to eighty dollars more. I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'll have to ask you about that one later. Uh, all right, let's hop up to our next talking point. Um, so neither of us play this game, but we still wanted to talk about it because of how fucking wild it is. Is dude, let's talk about Final Fantasy fourteen. Imagine having such a popular game, you have to stop sales. Dude, right? Like, that's insane to me, man. Like, not only you have to stop sales, it's like there's a lot of people that can't even get into servers right now. Yeah, no, even if you... Because, like, Final Fantasy fourteen, similar to, like, how uh, WoW did, has a trial version where you can play, get a character for free and play it to a certain extent. If you have a trial account, you're just not allowed on servers right now. Yep. Which, that's, that's, dude, that's just wild to me. Like, all of our friends that play it, like, we we have a group of friends that play this game fucking yeah. religiously. I don't think there's a single hour of the day that goes by where Jimmy is not on Final Fantasy, it feels like, playing as his cat boy. Um, but, man, like, you know, so that, you know, this, Final Fantasy has become, like, one of the biggest, you know, games in the world. Oh, yeah, easily. And, and what's also wild is, like, the popularity for it has kind of transitioned where it's, like, not just in Japan. Like, a lot of the popularity is now here in the West. Oh, definitely. Which, that's a very interesting aspect. But, like, you know, Inwalker just came out. Mm-hmm. And they've they've pulled sales on the game itself, Inwalker and everything, just because, like, seriously, just imagine having such a popular game that you can't sell it right now because just the sheer number of people that are on like how are they going to fix this are they just gonna have to like create or buy new servers I mean, yeah, or they're gonna have to expand their servers because the main issue here is just the fact that their servers are just being o- overloaded and they're having just extremely long queue times for players and whatnot so the servers just being bogged down so i mean the best thing is they're going to have to optimize where they can allow more uh traffic or they're going to have to get bigger servers <laughs> I was uh, listening to Spawncast last night, and Dreamcast guy was talking about the situation because he plays the game. And one thing that he said that I thought was kind of interesting is that uh, developers are literally telling players to report uh, players that are like, where they're very clearly standing still, but they have like one little bit of movement, whatever. Oh, yeah, like deve- developers are telling players to report those players so they can get them banned and kicked out because all that is is players that have like they're literally AFK, but they've done something, set up some contraption yeah. or whatever for their controller to allow it to move, so they, so they don't they, get logged out. So they don't get logged out because they don't know if they're going to be able to get logged back in because of the server weight. So that's that is some shit, dude. That that's uh that is some. In my opinion, that is some desperation for that game. If you if you feel to the point that you need to do that just to make sure you don't log out so you can still play, that's some desperation. Yes, it is. I respect. I respect it. I respect the grind. I respect the hustle. Hey, but congrats to the freaking Final Fantasy fourteen team and just getting such a success. Several of them are getting bonuses probably from this. Oh, I know. Whoever worked on Endwalker. In uh, Final Fantasy 16, that is just a single player experience, right? That's supposed to come out like here, God knows when. I honestly don't remember. I think it is. I'm a, let me look it up real quick. Uh, I think it is, but I could be I wrong. I mean, that sounds right. I mean, because what, 12 was the original MMO, then, then 14 came out, which is just literally a better 12. Is it 15 or 16 coming out? 
It would be 16, because 15 was the one with Noctis and the open world and the Bromobile. And so 15 is a single player then. Yeah, 15 okay. was single player. 16 is single player. Okay. Yeah, six time. No, dude, Final Fantasy 14, dude. Um, I mean, like you're right. Shout out to the devs, dude. They're probably getting some fat bonuses, but... I mean, this game has been out for 11 years now. Oh, yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah, like 11 years. Next year will be its 12th anniversary. And <laughs> I feel in the popularity that they've reached almost 12 years after release now, it's almost mind-boggling in a way because it's just like, you know, there's a lot of developers that would have just like maybe moved on to the next one or something. Yeah. You know, but, you know, 12 years later and now they've hit like their peak almost, it feels like. And I'm not even say they hit their peak. It's probably going to keep growing. Well, the thing about Final Fantasy, which is just makes it a phenomenal MMO, is just that all the content from all these years is still very readable and playable. Right. And people can jump in right now who's never played it and still play the content as if when it was first released. Yeah, and that's actually one thing that uh, when I was talking to Andy about it, because Andy started playing Final Fantasy with our group, is uh, one thing that he really enjoyed about it is that there's just so much to do that he can get into the game and not really feel like he's going to get hit a point of being bored. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously, like, a lot, you know, if you're going to have, like, a new MMO come out, that's going to be a very strong possibility of happening. Because I noticed there was um, even the little bit that I played New World, there was a lot of people that were saying that is that yeah. you reach a point where all you can do is grind. Yeah. Like you're going to read. Do you still play new world? I check it here and again, but I mean, yeah, there is a point where you just do hit a grind where if you want to, the only way to get no monotony is if you are down with PVP. How's team yellow doing in that server that we're in? I know I got kicked out of the guild, but I don't <laughs> give a fuck. Obviously. I mean, yellow was doing all right. We're, we, they were waiting for the cross server. Hmm. Because there was actually an article a couple weeks back of a guild actually took over the entire map, a Marauder guild. Really? They took over the entire map under their under their one guild. That's fucking impressive. Shout out to that guild. I want to. I, I have to go read about that. That's impressive. Even in the little bit of New World that I played, that's fucking impressive. That must be a big ass guild. I mean, I would bet so because it probably just snowballed. And they honestly probably got like three or four territories, and then people try. Started probably switching over to Marauder and just joining them, so they just steamrolled that shit. Yeah, once until it probably reached the point where it wouldn't let people join them anymore, because that happened in the server that we're in. Yeah, I think it was the Marauders actually. It's just like, no, you can't join them yeah. right now because they were just too big and they had too much power. Yeah, yeah that's 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 fascinating. Uh, no, the Final Fantasy fourteen situation is fascinating though. Uh, but I mean, shout out to, to Square and the, and the team behind it though. No, what's funny is because during this downtime in between. Thanksgiving, Christmas, I was actually looking at... Potentially playing it. By getting on Final Fantasy fourteen before Inwalker came out. And then uh, I picked up Diamond and stuff and started messing with that in TFT. <laughs> I don't know if I could get into Final Fantasy fourteen just because, like, the the from what I've been told from people that I know and just from, like, other people online that review, it's like, it takes, like, 60 hours for you to really get into the game. And yeah. I'm like... Ah, oh, I don't know if I have that sort of time that I want to that, commit that's to that. That's the unfortunate thing because I have played FF14 before, played it several years back because a coworker wanted me to play with them, and I mean I tried. It's just I just couldn't get the time at the moment, get put the time into it because like it is an initial grind and busy work to get through the initial push to get you to a point where you're like, okay, now I have free reign on what I can do. See, that's just, that's a little much, man. I don't know, like, there's an aspect where it's just like, it sounds really fun, but at the same time, it's just like, between doing, like, three shows a week, 
yeah, that I'm doing, and then you know, also wanting to play other games that I really enjoy. I don't got the fucking time for that. <laughs> and I think that's what a, a group that we know works out because they can power level somebody pretty quickly. Dude, that group is wild. I I, ch- I tune into that fucking Discord channel every once in a while. I'm like, what the fuck is happening in here? Like, I tuned in the other day, and Emily's just like. Me and Jimmy are getting married in game, and I'm like, "What the fuck yeah, is going on, guys?" I, I asked her about that, and I was because I, <laughs> I, I saw Italy. I was like, "So Emily, I see you're getting married. I saw you're getting married." She's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Why? What's Jimmy getting out of this?" And she's like, "Yeah, he wanted some items that you get specifically for marrying characters." She's like, "Fucking knew it." Yes, <laughs> that's all it was gonna be. <laughs> oh man! Shout out to Jimmy. Shout out to Emily. Uh, anyway, all right, let's finish up the show here with our last kind of talking point because uh, this will be the, obviously the final episode that we record uh, for 2021, uh, episode 70 of Game Aesthetic. Very excited for that. Uh, will be recorded on the 1st and released on the 4th. So let's take a quick moment and talk about uh, some of you know our favorite games that we've played from 2021. Um, Zach, let's start with you. Uh, what, what are some games that uh, came out this year that are, kind of really stand out to you? And are some of like your favorite ones? I know Back for Blood's going to be one for sure, and probably Humankind as well, if I had to guess. Yeah, Back for Blood, I really enjoyed Humankind most definitely. Was very satisfied with that, especially just because I enjoy those games. Right. And I was sort of getting old as Civ, but I mean, Humankind was a good mix job. Um, one of my indie ones I picked up, Rogue Lords. Uh, Rogue Lords was very good. It was the uh, villains roguelite game I picked up. Back in October, TFT season six, most definitely because of how much time I put into that lately. Uh, I still need to get on that. I I, ju- I got I got mentioned. I just downloaded TFT again, uh, and I need to get on there and play it. How long does the set last? Uh, it's still got I think at least like a month and a half left. Okay, and th- and this is the one where it's in the beta for duos, right? Yeah. Okay, I, I got I got to get on there. Because I mean, play it. yeah, we're just about to hit mid season, so we still got a little bit with it. Okay, I got to get on there and play it, mostly so one of you boys can carry me. <laughs> 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 I want to get on there with one of you boys, and I just want to do a bunch of meme builds, like what John said, where John's just like, "Yeah, playing with Zach is really just, you know." You really made me all about the meme builds. I'm just like, all right, I kind of want to get off. I do stupid shit. I mean, he, <laughs> he's been playing ranked with our buddy Hershey and been um, legitimately playing to win and get points. And then Sean joined me, and I'm, I just go, this is what the shop has given me. This is what I'm going to do. <laughs> right. Hey, you play by the shop. You play by the shop. I play by the augments and whatever fate it gives me. Yeah, yeah. Um, Deathloop, of course. Oh, Very yeah. Very much enjoyed Deathloop. Had fun with that. Uh, honestly, I'm trying to remember because I honestly did not hit up a whole lot this year. Did, did you did you ever go back to Biomutant after initial release? Once or twice. Okay. How far did you, did you actually beat Biomutant? How far did you get into that? No, I did not come close to beating it. Just kind of lost interest? Yeah, I mean, it's, initially, it's a fun, entertaining game and sort of just an adventure. But, I mean, besides it's just image and whatnot i it sort of lost me i mean it wasn't anything different than what i haven't played before i mean it was entertaining and had its own style and things like that but it just sort of lost me will i go back and play it at some point maybe well i just now picked it up so i'm gonna hop into it sometime soon because i did i did just pop in 13 sentinels the night before but i only got through the first two uh prologues for the first two characters i was tired so i didn't play very long there I mean, those are my big ones that I'm remembering 
because, I mean, I saw this and I went, ooh, I can't really remember what all came out this year. I mean, I want to say House of Ash, which is from the Dark Anthology yeah. of stuff, but I never got a chance to play House of Ash. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, from my understanding, it's the best one out of the Dark Anthology so far. I still need to go back and play it. So you even pl- even played it at all? I haven't played House of Ash. Okay. I played Man of Medane, and I, then I played... Um, Those are co-op games, right? No. I thought they were. They're single player, because it's Until Dawn style. Uh, yeah, I knew it was Until Dawn well, style. I take that back. It has a co-op mode where you and the other person more or less make choices against each other and see who uh, outlucks the other one. Okay, see, that's what I thought that it had. I thought it had some sort of co-op mode. Yes. I, just, I just didn't know for sure what. Then it also has a couch mode where... You assign a player to each character, and they're the one who takes the controller whenever that character's playing. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm looking at, like, a big list of stuff that's come out this year, and it's just like, I'm looking at it, it's like, man, there's a lot of stuff that came out where it's just, like, kind of flopped, <laughs> you know? Uh, a lot of stuff that is kind of flopped. I mean, but... I'm looking at, because I found a list as well to really go through my stuff, and, I mean, there's some here that I like, like uh, Persona 5 Strikers. I picked that up. That was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Would I say it was one of my favorite games of 2021? No. It was enjoyable. I mean, it considered, continued the Persona 5 story and gave me a, a Dynasty Persona 5, mm-hmm. which was unique. Right. Uh, I know for me, um, I don't give a shit if people say it doesn't count. It fucking counts for me. You can suck my dick. Uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, of course. That's number one. Guardians of the Galaxy has is is a lot better than, than it is had any credit being i'll be completely real <laughs> you know people were not about that game when it was initially revealed uh but dude i'm not joking that game is so much better than it had fucking you know any credit being right uh metro dread of course was phenomenal uh new world's honestly not bad uh you know like i said whenever i talked about it you know i've never been a big mmo guy and I've never been a big, you know, PC player per se. Uh, I was able to get into that one pretty easily. Uh, there, you know, there was a lot of games that came out this year that I really wanted to play that I just haven't got around to. You know, like Kena, still want to, yeah. still want to pick that up. I have Biomutant now, so I'm looking forward to playing that. Life is Strange: True Colors was was good. I did enjoy that. Um, but I will say, like, I haven't played the second Life is Strange, but I, I don't know, man. I don't think True Colors really held up. Like the first one did, in my opinion. Have you played two? I have not, but I know there was definitely a different transition to stories because each Life is Strange is supposed to be its own story, right? And not really connect with the other ones because each character has their own weird ability. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like the weight of it, uh, the weight of the story in True Colors, I don't feel like held up as well as uh, the first one did, in my opinion. Um, you know, Halo Infinite's been absolutely phenomenal. It's knocked it out of the park, which is a great thing. But, oh, no, I mean, I don't, you know, this year had some pretty solid games that came out. Uh, unfortunately, you know, just because I'm a terrible host of a video game show, uh, there was just a lot of them that I just didn't play. Uh, Resident Evil Village, I just don't have a lot of interest in the Resident Evil franchise. I've played a handful. I've played four, five, and six are the ones that I've played. I never got it. I never played the original three. I might have I might have dabbled in the in two, but I never beat. I've beat four, five, and six. I um, mean, one game I do have to mention: uh, Ace Attorney. <laughs> Ace Attorney, everybody! <laughs> it makes its return to the show. <laughs> <laughs> game that I picked up for the first time this year, but actually released in twenty twenty two. Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yeah, the Yakuza RPG 
troll game, mm-hmm. which is so much better than it needs than it should be. Right. Has any right to be. <laughs> yeah, I know you've told me about that where it's just like it's just so much better than it really fucking should be. And I think I find that funny. Because it was literally a game that it was a joke. Yeah, the team released a new game trailer for it as a joke, as an RPG, which it was supposed to be like the regular Yakuza series, just a beat 'em up. And they released that trailer as a joke, and fans went, I want to play that. That looks really good. And the development team went, uh, sure. <laughs> Why not? Fuck it. <laughs> and reset and did that and made a phenomenal game. <laughs> <laughs> and you've played all the accusers, right? Uh, no, I own all of them, but okay. I still haven't played five or six. Okay. So how many have you played then? Uh, everything but five and six. Okay. Where, so, where would like a dragon rank in that, that series? Uh, shoot that's not really fair um <laughs> because like this series goes a long way so some of them are very dated because uh, okay. like the original yakuza came out back in 2001 oh, okay then yeah that would be pretty i dated. mean they did the remaster of yakuza 1 and 2 which sort of made put them sort of back on top with kiwami because they more or less took out all the fluff and just streamlined it to more of the most recent games but i mean if I had to rank like a dragon, I would put it out of the ones I've played so far, probably third. Hmm. Okay, that's pretty good. Pretty <laughs> solid. Pretty solid. Um, yeah, I take that back. I never played the weird zombie one. There was Yakuza Dead Souls. Never even heard of that one. Yeah, no, it was obscure as hell. It okay. came came out right after four, and you cannot find it. It was on PS3. So it's just lost in time. Yes, probably should be though, right? Ah. Uh, I don't know because I never played it. Okay. Well, we'll just assume that it's probably better off being lost in time. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, that's probably the main ones for me, man, is Guardians was... Guardians is honestly uh, so much better than it needed to be, and Guardians was a game that I'd recommend anyone to play, uh, especially if you're a Marvel fan. It's just... It, it is truly a phenomenal story. Um, obviously, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Mass Effect Legendary Edition is... Just like the perfect remaster for those games, like they really did, they really did do those games so much justice. Metroid Dread was absolutely incredible. Uh, I'm actually kind of itching for a Metroid Dread playthrough uh, sometime already. Yeah, I kind of want to. I kind of want to play it again, and I'm kind of scared. I might want to try it on a harder difficulty, but I'm scared. I'm a bitch with that game. I'm not good. I know I'm not good. I am not skilled. There's a lot of there's a lot of skillful things throughout that game that I just cannot do. <laughs> I've seen people do it because I've seen speed runs of the game that are just absolutely just insane where someone like beats the game in like 20 minutes. And I'm just Damn. like, bro, there's no way <laughs> there's no, I'm so bad at that game. Uh, but I don't know. I might, I might try to play it again sometime soon. You don't want to put a Pokemon unite on there. Pokemon unite is actually really good. I mean, I got to get back on there too. I've got to get back on there sometime soon. I am kind of itching to play, you know, get on there and immediately pick up uh Serena and Decidueye. Since they wanted to give, you know, my favorite types, you know, my grass types a little love, you know, and I'm not playing, it's kind of a shame. One of my shame, my shameless plug games that I got to get throw out there, Samurai Warriors 5, that was great. Good return of the series. After the atrocity, that was Dynasty Warriors 9. Hmm. Though hoping Dynasty Warriors 9 Empires next year in February will be decent. Yeah, yeah, it does come out in February. That's yes. right. Yeah, I got it on my list right now for the Game Static episode 70. So Yes. Because they decided to run Dynasty Warriors as open world because everyone's doing open world. It didn't work. Everyone's doing open world. 
It didn't work, but the entire time I was going, this might work as Empires, but as a base game, you fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like full-blown open world. Oh, yeah. Mm. Like, it's straight up. There's just commanders and units on the map and whatnot. There's castles and whatnot. And during fights, they're literally just moving on the map. There is no loading screens besides loading into the game. Shit, okay. All right, well. That's quite that's quite the uh, the shift from yes. what from what I know of uh, of a warriors game. <laughs> yep, the only loading screen is whenever you buy a house and inviting officers to visit and having social moments with them and then loading into the game itself once you're on the map and it sucks. I mean, it, it didn't so it sucked because there was not enough variety in gameplay. Mm. For the stuff for a base Dynasty Warriors game, which is standardly just here's this battle, do this stuff to win the battle, do some side stuff to maybe cause some stuff to happen that didn't actually happen, and win the fight. Didn't really work as well as an open world. Mm. With Empires, where your whole thing is joining an army, taking territory, or recruiting officers, definitely could work. So you're excited for that one. I'm looking forward to it and hoping this open world actually works for Empires. You're actually kind of making me want to look into Empires now. I mean, I've always enjoyed it, the Empires games more than you know, the base game because the base games have their set storyline versus Empires is much more sandboxy. Mm, okay, all right. Uh, any other games that you want to plug? Looking. Um, I mean, not that I'm seeing right off hand. I mean, there's just, I just forget it. I mean, we say this wasn't a great year, but a lot of stuff did come out this year. A lot of it did, yeah. Like, I guess it's just like more Blair stuff. Witch came out. Oh yeah, you remember did. that? Yeah, forgot about that actually. That, oh, fuck, man, I, I remember those trailers. Shit, I forgot that game came out. There was a lot of games that came out this year where you look at, it, you're like, oh yeah, that did come out, didn't it? Yep. How would you grade 2021 as a whole? Like, if you had to give it a letter grade, what would you grade how this year went? Oh, uh, I'd give it like a B minus. I would probably say B. I would say a B or maybe a B plus. You know, I'm giving it a B plus just because of Mass Effect. <laughs> you know, the other day when I was shopping retro, I found an old, actually good condition, uh, Mass Effect co- um, Collector's Edition for 360, which had all three games. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, my, I have mine. That mine's in very good condition. Uh, that's a that's a nice find. That's a very nice find. Yeah, it's not that pricey. It's really not, but no. it's still a nice find. Uh, some of my favorite finds that ever I've ever found Mass Effect is when I found the collector's edition, the steel book edition for Mass, Mass Effect two and three. Yeah, and the Mass Effect two one even had the art book with it. Whoever sold this to Game Exchange, they sold the art book with it. Oh, wow. So you bet your ass I fucking bought that. It's in display in my room. But, yeah, I thought that was such a – because normally they would keep something like that, yeah. right, and just sell the steel book in the game. But, no, they sold the art book with it. So I was oh, like, wow. shout out to that, dude. It reminds me of the time whenever I went to go sell Gears of War 4 because I was just never going to play that game again. And uh, you know, when you bought Gears of War 4, for the ones that don't know, you actually got codes for all the other four games before it. Mm-hmm. Gears 1 through 3 and Judgment. You got download codes for it. I never used the codes because I didn't have room in my Xbox. And I, I just and this is when I was like, you know, making shit money, right? So I just couldn't go out and randomly buy a fucking hard drive or something, you know. And there was other games that I was constantly rotating between, so I didn't want to download them. So I just I just when I sold I just sold the uh 
the the codes with it. I told the GameStop guy, I'm just like, by the way, I, those weren't used. He's like, what? I'm just like, I never use those. He's like, you, you want to keep it? I'm like, no, I never use them because I didn't have room in my Xbox. But so, you know, I, I told him, like, just keep it in there. Let it be a surprise for someone. <laughs> let's, let's make someone's day. <laughs> and you get the one person who opens it and goes, these are all shit games. Right, yeah. <laughs> Let's, uh, I was like, let's make someone's day. And he's just like, uh, if you're sure, man, I mean, okay. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, this guy's about to fucking snag that, he isn't he? He most definitely <laughs> did. You know he did. Yeah, he's just like, fuck you, yeah, dude. The f- fucking first three years in judgment for free. Let's go. Yeah, we don't talk about judgment. Hey, judgment at least had a decent multiplayer. More so, it had a good horde mode. I really liked the horde mode. Because that is, for- judgment was the one where you could actually play as the locust, right? For the first time. I'm pretty sure it I was. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it was because I remember always wanting to just strictly play as a ticker. A ticker was so much fun to play as. Oh, God. I guess so because, yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, you could play as a ticker. I remember that because I would always play as a ticker and go fuck Brady over. <laughs> I would always find ways to sneak up on him. He'd get so fucking pissed off at me. He would, he would just yell. He was like, where the fuck do you keep coming from? I was like, man, I'm, I'm a little baby ticker. Leave me alone. I have my ways. Uh, anyway, um, if you got nothing else to plug for it, uh, I personally don't. Um, it actually made me it actually made me kind of depressed because it made me realize how terrible of a gamer I am because of how little I played this year. That's a shame. <laughs> I will fix that in 2022. No, you won't. Fuck you. Yes, I will. Well, I, I will for two reasons. Three reasons. Number one, there's a lot of good shit coming out that I want to play. Okay. Number two. We have a lot of good shit coming with this podcast. We're going to keep pushing and grinding for that. And number three, which has been kind of the more important one, my income is much more fruitful right now. So we're going to play a lot of games next year. All these new games coming out that I want to play, we're playing them, boys. It's going to be a good time. Uh, Zach, any last thoughts on anything that we talked about here today or whatever? No, not really. All I really got is like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you like what's going on, you can hit the subscribe button on YouTube, and it'll, it always does help when that button goes off. If you want to know any videos that goes up, especially now that we're changing the game aesthetic, yep. you can hit the bell, and it'll let you know whenever we upload anything. And Merry Christmas, everyone. Be safe. Happy New Year. Thank you. Yeah, do everything that he said and more. Uh, very excited for the new chapter for the show with GameStetic as the new name. Again, the links uh, for the stuff will be down in the description below for the link tree. Um, I'll get everything updated uh, across the board for the RSS feed here soon for our, our GameStetic as well. So if it already shows it, you know, it is what it is. Uh, hopefully you guys dig the name. Uh, we really like it. It's going to be, I think, a good branding name for us for years to come. We're really excited for that. Um, yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Comment down below if you uh, agree with me and you think Zach does have an addiction because I think he does. I'm an addict for G Fuels. I can spot another addict. You're an addict for retro gaming, but I respect it. It's a good addiction to have as long as you have the gold for it, which you do, but you're an addict. Comment down below if you agree with me or not. But anyway, we'll, we will be back uh, next year with GameStatic episode 70, which John will be on. He will be starting the f- full-time co-hosting. Uh, we should have Jared on as well. Uh, as a guest of that episode which is pretty cool hopefully he can maybe get involved and be a fourth co-host that'd be really awesome have 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 the four of us on the show i think would be a really awesome dynamic for gamesthetic going forward and with that the end of an era we're turning the page like the era of this light-hearted title is done and i could not be happier to say that i'm very happy lighthearted gamers is very dead to me i will never <laughs> i will i will never talk about it again it is gone until next time guys have a good one
Bye. Bye.